0: stupid.
1: Yeah, this country fucking blows. The fact that it runs everything is the fucking worst thing (laughs) that you can imagine.
0: Like, the fucking, like, even, like, amongst the West, the fucking US, like, this dumbass country, like, has clients of like the uk and like like you know like storied like uh, like hundreds like like centuries of like of empire (laughs) and then you have this dumbass fucking country that really just like kind of came into its own in like like the last hundred years well basically like the world
1: is gonna end led off the cliff by the fucking united states with its inbred like sickly looking (laughs) Uh, everybody has the Insmith look from fucking England on one yeah. side. And then Saudi princes in <laughs> their golden falcons on the other side, who, you know, are just, who they're going to be dropping nuclear weapons, but just crashing the planes, you know, like into the ground right. to drop them. Right. But, and that's going to be how the world ends. And that's, um, maybe that's what we all deserve. Brian, welcome back to the Mechanical Freak Podcast. Uh, we're back with a Patreon special for everybody about oh, yeah. the amazing State of the Union address given by our president, Joseph Robinette Biden.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Um, you know, absolute banger. Played all the hits. Uh, we love everything he had to say, uh, as he heard in the intro there. Uh, we have a lot of faith <laughs> where this is, this is all going. <laughs> um, let me first off maybe say, uh, what's, what's your relationship with the State of the Union, Munia? Do you are you a State of the Union watcher?
0: Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember when back in like 2012, when Obama was doing like a State of the Union, like CNN had like like it, it was like a panel of ten. People from a diner or some shit and they basically yes. i think they were like fresh off of like they're fresh off of i think the debate um and so i think they just like took that same model and like applied it to the state of the union where it was like uh, live reaction from real america and like you'll basically see like this stock market-esque graph at like the bottom of the screen on cnn with like a small like mini view of like the fucking like r- regular joes like watching intently like reacting to his every word and you'll see like the chart go up and down um as it, as I, it I
1: remember that it, it literally <laughs> was it
0: was like a psych experiment where you essentially give people like
1: buttons, and you know, yeah, you either yeah. like give them a food pellet or shock them, right? And there's just yeah, the, yeah. like the happy or unhappy button. Yeah, right? you know? it's dude, God, that's incredible. They should do that every time.
0: Yeah, right. that that ruled the the, yeah. the early 2010s yeah. were a special time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's real innovation. I mean, I think like the I, I watched a Bill Clinton State of the Union. Uh, when I was like in school as a kid and probably had to write a paper about it or something like that. And then I just skipped them all for a long time. And then I got all, I got into politics and like Mm -hmm. doing stuff like writing and stuff like that. And then I had to, for some reason, watch them now (laughs) because I was always having to do something around it. And I gotta tell you, my life was better when I didn't watch any of these. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. I mean,
0: when you better. when you've seen one of them, you've really seen them all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, it, at this point, it's a totally filled in script, and you just like change some names. It's like Mad Libs, right? You
0: yeah, sort
1: of know, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, well, let's get to this one in particular after just fucking telling everybody how much it sucked. Uh <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. No, no, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it good, though. You gotta, you know what? When you're you know, debating with your lib friends or whatever and like just being a nuisance to your mom who you should call more often, by the way. Um <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, uh y- y- you gotta actually know the real talking point so you don't sound like a crank idiot. You know, you can at least say like, hey, I'm actually right because of these points. And not just like ambiently spewing out a feeling that is justified, but like, you know, put some backing behind that and listen to this. So hate the go. state of the union ri- with us. And, and come on this journey
1: thank you Munya, for not doing the negative pitch that i was doing <laughs> <laughs> challenging people to want to listen to this despite saying it's pointless
0: um but well now well now we both have both pitches for like the more optimistic and um like cynical and neurotic people who both like i think we have an equal split in um our demographics
1: total so. market saturation yes um, so the first note i think is going to be uh we got to mention the timing of this now for those that yeah. are not full soto watchers like us um the state of the union typically happens in uh january you know at the uh beginning of the year when you would give such a thing Munya, you might have noticed that last tuesday was not january but was in fact march <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah, interesting, right? Um, I don't know that they ever gave like a real solid reason other than <laughs> maybe Joe Biden's dead, like the Queen of England,
0: <laughs> about yeah, why it kept getting pushed right. back.
1: Um I can guess, which is that Democrats are just looking for something to talk about, <laughs> desperately <laughs> hoping something would come <laughs> up that they could <laughs> talk about other than just fucking everything up for a year, but
0: uh, really yeah there's no real things to highlight yeah <laughs> you so, know or there, there wasn't things to yeah. highlight yeah no, we,
1: we'll get to it they, they definitely do yeah. some highlighting early yeah. on but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah i mean that was that's just first thing to make a note of right next thing to make a note of uh biden's appearance what how would you grade biden's appearance? how, how was how was our guy feeling for you
0: i mean this guy <laughs> is like i swear he's injected with like 11 different stimulants and like (laughs) adderall but like not even they'll like take the capsule down and like saturate it like like, so it's not just extended release like they'll like put the whole 20 milligrams just like under his tongue and like (laughs) you know they like kick him out there um I'm am a fan of Biden's uh, face app era, his yassified era. Like they cake him up with a lot of makeup too, and even still, this man like looks like he's in bad shape. Yeah, like he just doesn't look great. As much as like you know, as many stimulants as you can give this man, and as m- many you know, uh, much like you know, studio makeup you could put on him. Uh, it's just it. The fact of the matter is, is that this man looks like he's deteriorating pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, he's looking like a reanimated corpse out there. And, I mean, the thing is, it's like the stimulants meant that he didn't have the amount of Biden stumbles you will you would expect. Although, we kind of debated this earlier. I thought he called Ukrainians at one point Iranians. If yeah, You were saying yeah. that uh, the other take on this what the was he said uraniums he definitely did, yeah, didn't yeah, say ukrainians right. that's for damn no sure. well i mean like
0: and, and i think like maybe this is the thing is like it could be a mix of both because iranians would make sense because when you look at it at a prompter like you know you see the uh you could kind of see like the Ns kind of look like R's, and if you like you know get past a uk like you know i in like a dyslexic kind of way i can see how you can like read that as such but, like, he probably had a mix of Ukrainian and Iranians, which, like, would you, like, start saying Ukrainian, but then, like, you know, so used to attacking Iran that he'll say Iranian instead? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah.
1: So, But the stumbles
0: generally were
1: not as bad as maybe you'd expect wheeling this man out for an hour. But yeah. I felt like that was offset by his physical fucking appearance. Now, yeah. Before people criticize and say, oh, you're watching this on your laptop or whatever... I was watching it on you know that wall from the Kanye West tweet where yes, he's just watching yes. Blade Runner. I was watching yeah. it on that right, full high down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and my man's eyes, I swear to God, have gotten beadier with time. The man has the beadiest eyes I've ever seen. They just like Dude, he, they look like two he little looks like, like black a
0: reptile or some shit. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're <laughs> just looks like, like I'm sewn into Earth. A,
1: <laughs> into a divot on his face. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't know if you saw his forehead. But his forehead has this, you know, sort of arc sweeping down, right? Sweeping across, (laughs) down towards his nose, and then back up on the other side, where it's both a different color and is really tight. And then he has these wrinkles leading up to it that then just vanish all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. And
1: and I was like, this has to be some sort of Botox-related issue. And luckily, I have Brim with me who informed me that that's because of all of his fillers
0: yes yes
1: yeah and so the muscles on like the left and right hand side where it's all looking saggy as shit have basically stopped functioning essentially and then he has all these fillers up top look like shit my dude
0: the the fucking (laughs) rules like i don't know if you're if you're like an 88 year old president like drop the fillers man like you don't don't need that anymore like you're
2: (laughs) do you think
1: it's only
0: gonna be worse (laughs) yeah
1: who are you convincing that you're not old
0: yeah like (laughs) that's kind of like a part of your brand man just like embrace it i don't know
1: and now the funny part is is that biden has been framed on either side by the most Muppet-faced fucking Democrats they could possibly <laughs> find, and Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris, who both have the I think the weirdest like just sitting expression of anybody I've ever seen in my life. They're they're weird in different ways, but they both are fucking weird as shit to look at.
0: Yeah. Like I classify like Kamala's uh as like being on downers where Pelosi was on the most euphoric uppers. You Know, I I have seen in the minute it was like there was a dichotomy there, you know. Um, real symbolism <laughs> like on each shoulder of President Joe Biden was yeah. a downer and an upper.
1: <laughs> What's uh, what are, what are the two uh old men muppets that are the critics? Right? It's basically, the, yeah, like, yeah, then. yeah. And the funniest part about this was while Pelosi looked like a golden retriever just staring left and right. But the funniest part was Kamala Harris. I think this is when you told me the doubters, uppers downers thing. It hits so hard because <laughs> Kamala Harris at times during the speech, you could tell was trying to read the teleprompter for God knows what fucking reason, but she's like leaning forward and squinting yeah, at the right. teleprompter. And you're just watching this and be like, you know, you're behind the president. Like we can see you. You're not off camera.
2: You're like yeah, very yeah. much on camera. What are you doing? Like you,
0: you, the purpose of having the speaker of the house and the vice president there is like for, is for a show. Like you're a part of the, of the performance, you know, like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> and, your, and your role is the easiest role in the world where you just kind of sit upright and look kind of serious and clap sometimes. You know, yeah. like it's actually not like you don't need to care about what's even being said, you know, yeah. like what, it, even if you are reading it, like what what do you gain from that? You could watch it on YouTube later. We did. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll it's need it's available. You're not going <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, you're, you probably, maybe, you know what, maybe Kamala is not getting, uh, presidential briefings like maybe she's actually like <laughs> learning this information in real time
2: she's trying to figure out
0: what their policy is <laughs> yeah, in real
1: yeah. Time. I mean, it's just so funny because yeah you're totally right like the instructions have to be like okay for 60 minutes just try and sit and look normal and yeah. neither of them could do it for like 60 <laughs> they seconds like, they, they,
0: like, yeah they failed that mission in a minute it's insane
1: so before a word's even spoken you're just filled with faith that this crew can really (laughs) handle the problems of the day yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so you know we we have a little outline breaking down so let's let's just go through the speech here the first 15 minutes of the speech predictably i mean we joked earlier oh i wonder what what it is yeah what could they possibly be waiting for of course the first 15 minutes is all talking ukraine baby and <laughs> uh look you know you think you can talk ukraine we talked two hours about ukraine all right they only uh-huh. 15 minutes yeah. um but yeah first
0: amateurs 15,
1: first 15 minutes are dedicated to ukraine and hilariously uh it begins with a big standing ovation because biden points out uh you know the feed i was watching didn't do any camera sweeps they all stayed on biden the whole time so he kept pointing to things but there's like no the camera didn't move it's like
0: it's like a it's it's like a Vic burger uh you know video or some shit like uh like a subtly surreal (laughs) exactly right (laughs) experience
1: as far as i know there was only three people in that room right but uh but biden mentions that the uh what the ambassador from ukraine is there points somewhere in the crowd. And big standing ovation, and Biden says, just start saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I could tell that there's a double meaning here, uh which is, thank you for giving me something to talk about yeah. other than the nothing we've done <laughs> for a fucking year. Right?
0: Like crazy unpopular things that they have done, if they have done anything <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs>
1: Well, and I can't. And I, uh, we were joking about this, but I can't remember if it was 2019 or whatever when the U.S. was fucking around in Venezuela, and uh, Trump invited Juan Guaido to come. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. did this exact same bit. Like I think it, like literally, like word when we talk about like this is just Mad Libs and you just fill in some details. Yeah, right. Word for word was like, we got Juan, we got Juan Guaido here. Everybody, he's the like president him. of Venezuela. The, the real, real president. Him. He's come here to the yeah. U.S., folks. He's, he's come here. It's not because he had to leave because nobody wants him.
0: <laughs> he didn't have to leave. He, he's the president. He can do whatever he wants, but he loves us. He loves us so much. And we but love we him, do. folks. And we love him.
1: And everybody cheered. And I think Trump even did it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thank like... you. <laughs> we love you.
1: <laughs> and so, I mean, just a total replay of some, like, Trump bullshit, you know, uh, just the usual horseshit um it was very funny there was a big applause line for sanctions yeah because everybody in dc there's nothing they love more than just killing mm, fucking poor yeah
0: people. they love to kill people the thing about sanctions too is that it's so funny how they've been framing sanctions as like we are sanctioning the oligarchs, like we are specifically doing, like a targeted airstrike economically on all of the oligarchs and Putin himself, right? As as if as if you can one just do that, but yeah. like two, um, that's obviously not what's happening. If you sanction Russia's entire economy from like you know uh, trading anything, right? Like who do you think that? effects right <laughs> like <laughs>
1: well, one like who do you think that all guys are going to take that out on but also at the same yeah. time too right like they'll say shit like uh this is the most targeted sanctions ever we took yachts from uh the guy who owns Gazprom or whatever but at the same time then they'll be like and, you know, uh, let's get a big hand for America. We collapse the ruble. It's like it's lost like 80 percent of its value. And it's like,
0: and who do you no think hyperbole? That he said that like, yeah. no hyperbole. He was like he was like the ruble has crashed 30 yeah. percent. Russia's stock market is in the tank. Like that sounds yeah. like that doesn't sound like just a targeted sanction, my guy. Like that sounds um, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds much- like that could really hurt like the working class of Russia. Man.
1: Yeah. Much like American Smart Weapons or whatever, uh, there's a lot of talk about how targeted and pinpoint it's going to be. And then all it does is land on a wedding full of poor people.
0: Yeah. So, it lands on a fucking hospital and like yeah. it's like, oh, wow, It right. has the
1: pinpoint accuracy to hit any elementary school. Happens to <laughs> yeah, happens yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just incredible. I mean, this gets us to our first point. This fucking speech was ghoulish. Like, Yeah really disgusting i mean there's you couldn't expect anything else but goddamn
0: no like really and i don't know if it's just like our brains getting bigger every time by you know doing this podcast and our listeners listening to this podcast that like we just like are more just like you know elevated and just like understand what ghoulishness even is and stuff but i feel like this just felt uniquely mask off and a lot of just like disgusting ways, like similar to how probably the state of the union was after like nine eleven and stuff. Not to compare the two because nine eleven was a lot, you know, more ghoulish uh, in terms of response. Uh, not to, you know, also compare these two or mm. pit them against each other. It's both ghoulishness, but at the same time, it just like I don't know, like the jingoism, the nationalism, the like applauding, applauding uh you know things that genuinely like made the country worse. I mean it just everything just felt so it felt like we've already been kicked down like ever mm. since I mean forever, but especially like after like the largest protest in the history of the United States, right? Uh especially for civil rights. Um for us to land on a Democrat controlled, you know, House, Democrat controlled Senate, and the president and to have like these speeches, uh, basically felt like we're already down and then we're just getting kicked in the fucking teeth, oh, like yeah. constantly. That's what that that's what that was the experience um, of me watching the State of the Union was just like getting kicked in the teeth while I'm like half knocked out already.
1: Well, and basically, of all the things that were mentioned that are actually going to happen in this speech. Uh, literally, uh, this is just Donald Trump would have made the same speech, right? This is what yeah. we mean about, like oh, yeah. voting doesn't matter, guys. But yeah. I thought the interesting thing about the Ukraine, so I mean, like, there's a lot of like shit they said about Ukraine that uh, you could just imagine, right? But the interesting thing was there was some little mask off moments where Biden said, I believe repeatedly, that we're going to weaken milita- Russia's military for years to come. When the history mm-hmm. of this era is written, Putin's war with Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. Yeah. And I thought these are like some funny mask off moments about what the U.S.'s real, like, you know, interest is in the region, which has nothing to do with Ukrainian people, which is why we're kill- throwing them literally into the fucking meat grinder as we speak. Mm. But uh, it's really just about weakening Russia as a rival, you know, making yeah. sure that it never, you know, gets too big for its britches. If you, if, you know, it's worth... Basically, as we talked about last week or earlier this week, inter-imperialist rivalry. Yeah. Right? Yep. it was just interesting to see him just blatantly say it several times. I haven't seen anybody that has uh, done a talk afterwards like bring that up, but uh, kind of funny that sort of a little mask off of what the US's actual fucking mission is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean any any state that is like on the stature of basically being included in the G7 or G8, um like Russia is, um in a capitalist state specifically because US kind of is like the uh, is the papa basically the one who actually runs the show while everyone all the other you know imperial states kind of mm. just follow the lead um you know when you have one of the kids uh you know rebel and say i'm i'm not following orders from you like i don't want to just be a client state you know like is kind of like you know like if you want to really do make the analogies uh, the culture analogies Russia is kind of like it's kind of like Kanye, you know, uh, the, Kanye was marginalized to make beats and they made damn good beats. But, you know, um, you Was know, this and wait, the this US, Bill
1: Maher take that we're getting right
0: now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and <laughs> and, um, and but it's a it's a bespoke one. Um, <laughs> the U.S. is Dame Dash and. uh <laughs> <laughs> where where they signed they signed Kanye on to his label um they see like the utility but you know they want to you want like you know they want Kanye to kind of make beats for other people Mm -hmm. and like kind of stay in the studio if Russia ever wants to rap and like actually be an artist Dame Dash kind of frowns upon that and is like no we're not gonna allow that to happen (laughs) But, you know, uh, Russia is not wanting to stay in their lane. So, um, And they're like, yeah, we're not going to just, you know, follow fucking orders. And by the way, uh, Dame Dash, you're kind of encircling me a bit and just like pressuring me to go to L.A. to make beats all the time. Uh, I feel kind of a little bit hostile there. But hey, at the end of the day, guess what? Dame Dash, Jay-Z, and um, Kanye, they're all on Rockefeller. They're all on Mm the same team, you know.
1: Well, in all the neocon policy documents from like the late '90s, early 2000s, I think you know one of the things they stress, which I think people kind of miss the point of, right? which you're trying to, you know, what you're expressing here, right? Is that, uh, it's not just that like the U.S. wants to attack Russia because they think that Russia's on par with the U.S. or something like that. The U.S. doesn't want a competitor or a regional competitor. Yeah. Meaning. The U.S. wants to have more influence in Central Asia, Eastern Europe, everywhere than Russia does, right? Like, Russia needs to be pushed inside of its own borders. And in fact, if they can, uh, take away any influence that, you know, uh, they have inside the borders as well, right? And, uh, you know, can't see that ending well. Uh, Like, like, how does that end other than awful? But I guess we're going to find out.
0: Yeah, yeah. One more thing on the war, too, is that it was just, like, really funny to me that um amidst all of these, like, for instance, Dua Lipa recently, like, posted an Instagram uh being like, you guys, there's a way to help Ukraine. Please donate to the Ukrainian military. Like, and it was, like, link in bio below, guys. Like, they're... Basically, I mean, it's like appealing to the Marvel brain, right? Of like, yeah, oh, yeah. this like, you know, small little military is getting like clobbered by this like behemoth Russia. Guys, and,
1: Russia is like Thanos. And, yeah, uh, literally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> literally. And like, you guys need to like, you know, support like Ukraine. Like, please donate, which I'm sorry, but like, do people, like, can't you like donate yourself? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Like, do you need like your like Rube followers to like, you know, be the ones to donate to the Ukrainian military? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but well, that
1: in ukraine you know ukraine has already called for foreign fighters to come if you want right yeah so, right which is always right. a good sign that things are going well um, things,
0: things are going great when, but, you, when you call for like you know british people to show up or australians uh awesome yeah.
1: so yeah basically they're gonna reform like the rhodesian militia yeah, or whatever to literally, go, like, fight in <laughs> literally. like yeah right, honestly <laughs> literally but um yeah, I mean, so it's one of those things. I guess if people get all excited about, like, uh, you know, this is the most important thing that's around. you should – the response from here on out needs to be, like, you should go then.
0: Yeah, like, and, like, you should also talking, just pay attention Twitter, to –
1: Go to Ukraine and fight if you love it so much. Jesus yeah, yeah, want, right. You want to do Fucking this war so badly.
0: Pull, pull a brace belt in and yeah. actually go to war. Um, but it's so funny to me because it's almost like they just forget that geopolitics is a thing or, like, you know, um, that – only like crowdsourced GoFundMes can help this one. Like Biden then just outright says... Oh, we're 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 helping the Ukrainians uh, economically and militarily. We're don't we're 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 funding a one billion dollars to, to Ukraine, right? And it, it's it like, is,
1: it is weird for Dua Lipa to bring up, or for Biden sorry to bring up the Dua Lipa thing, you know?
0: It's yeah, like, we're helping them
1: uh, funding-wise. Yeah. Dua Lipa we're,
0: we're, even helped Dua Lipa even helped us out. A, a big source <laughs> of our funding is from Dua Lipa's Instagram followers. And so, yeah, it's just like it's so funny to me that we think that the framing is that ukraine is this just small independent state almost like what really we should be reacting to how like yemen is like being treated mm-hmm. or something right like oh yeah. ukraine's just like yemen where like they're just like this like helpless like state next to this like um like autocratic uh fucking crazy uh powerful state like saudi arabia but like obviously the fucking like nato and the u.s and um frankly like all of the west are like funneling a ton of intel to mm-hmm. ukraine um financing their entire like you know giving them a ton of weapons giving them a ton of economic aid like to think that like you need to do a GoFundMe me on top of that and like mm-hmm. donate crypto like crypto donations because are through the roof to ukraine because ukraine promised to mint them nfts to commemorate theirs like uh, service and then it turns out that the fucking NFTs that they promised just didn't happen. Like they, oh, they were like yeah.
1: this is a shocking new development in the world of NFTs too, by the way. This is a, a dishonest broker in the world of NFTs. <laughs> I mean, incredible.
0: Got rug pulled by a fucking like state. That's amazing.
1: It really is like a how is this world real moment in some ways. Like when you see stuff like that and you're just like you know <laughs> sometimes you do, you do stop and think is it even worth saving you
2: know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so we pivoted uh from that bleak part of the speech to talking about the economy um i did like that this is now since bernie has run this is the thing that you have to do now if you're a democrat whereas biden had to reassure everybody i'm a capitalist <laughs> All right, just, so, just in case you were confused, yeah, by, Irish recei- Joe! Yeah, by receiving uh, zero help during the pandemic, uh, in case you were confused, not really good uh, for
0: the capitalist brand, I think, to like yeah. you know, <laughs> connect this ideology correctly, connect this ideology and economic system with your performance, uh, and like <laughs> policy decisions
1: you know, and how well things
0: are going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um. And I thought the
1: other like overarching theme that went through uh, the section on the economy, which again was an interesting mask off moment. That I mean, we've been mm-hmm. getting it in drips and drabs, right, in various State of the Unions under Trump and things like that. But Trump always framed it in the sort of usual jinguous way. But I thought the way Biden framed it was like very matter of factly that we will like China is the struggle of this century. <laughs> yeah, like the U.S. Yeah. is in a fight. For its life against china uh <laughs> economically we can assume militarily as well uh so war with russia today china tomorrow apparently is where we're at right now uh which is going so well in Ru- with the you know ukraine war so I'm, I'm sure the war with china will go fantastic <laughs>
0: well i i'm really just like uh wonder why China ever thought to build their own tech industry to build their own, like, uh, like manufacturing yeah. sector, uh, having stuff that's like really not dependent on the West at all. And like, just like having them be like a docile consumer culture where they just use everything, like the multinationals, like feed them. I, I, it, it's lost on me. Why China ever thought to organize their country that way?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, he begins the section on the economy by framing it around all the good that Democrats have done for people, citing the American Rescue Plan. And to no. Biden's credit, <laughs> pointing out that the American Rescue Plan did help pull some people out of poverty, which it did.
0: It was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the American Rescue Plan—I mean, for those who forgot, all the all the fun, you know, that you know, came with it, right? The legitimately good yeah. things. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things it did was it extended unemployment benefits, emergency unemployment benefits, and the $300 additional payments on top of unemployment.
0: All right. Yeah, g- g- given given the podcaster's fucking, uh, like, to be, like, the new bourgeoisie at that point.
1: It was good. I won't lie. That was good for this podcast, for the financial <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. situation of this <laughs> podcast. That was very good. Yeah. Um, Allowed to lapse by Democrats uh in September of twenty
0: twenty one. Oh okay. Well Oops. All right. Oops. <laughs> but I'm
1: sure the I'm sure the rest of the American rescue plan is still good, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's 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 uh let's go let's go to the next item.
1: So there was a fourteen hundred dollar one time payment that uh apparently some people still haven't received but uh, yeah i was doing my taxes
0: last last night and uh you know it asked me if, it was like oh did you get the third stimulus check the 1400 one and it said in parentheses very common to receive and i was like i don't know if i if i got that <laughs> one <laughs>
1: And, you know, the $1,400 payment, you know, it might sound like, well, that's cool. I mean, you know, got a check for 1400 bucks. Until you remember that what Donald Trump had actually promised was $2,000, what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris promised on the campaign trail, never let them get out of this, was $2,000 checks. They yep. held up big fake checks saying vote for Democrats that said $2,000 on the check, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And then Democrats totally of their own volition controlling both houses of Congress and all that dropped it 600 bucks to 1400. Just, just reached into your pocket and took fucking money out. First thing. For when no they got A t- it's not going, For no
0: reason. It's not good. For no reason. It's no fucking reason. It's not going to cost them anything to do yeah. $2,000. It was completely di- like discipline it. And it wasn't even about, yeah. It wasn't about saving money. You have a blank check when you're in the fucking government, and I'm sorry, like six hundred times. Let's let's even throw babies in there. Six hundred times, like three hundred fifty-five million. Like that's not it doesn't fucking matter dude that would, i'm sorry. That would just
1: pay for the f-22 they crashed last week right like yeah right and you know yeah this money didn't exactly come out of nancy pelosi's ice cream fund or something right she, <laughs> yeah, she's still right. rich as fuck like so there was no reason for democrats to like fuck you on this and they they chose to they just they chose, chose to, to fuck you yeah like
0: because that's just what they're programmed to do democrats yeah. are programmed to bargain with people like specifically like you know the people that they're supposed to serve there's like supposed to basically discipline and bargain with them so whatever they promise they have to basically do half of, of of that if they want to deliver at all right like they can never just clearly and politically is savvy too right i mean yeah. like imagine if you actually did get the fucking two thousand. it's it's literally they would rather actually like scorn their whole brand and kind of like rep in order to just kind of finesse you because, because you don't want a- people to get yeah. any ideas. Right. Idiotic.
1: Yeah. I mean, Trump was pushing it not because he like has any great love for the population or anything like that, but he knew it was politically smart. Like he, when he put his that's name why on he put che- his signatures
0: on the fucking check.
1: Yeah. And everybody laughed at him for that. But it's like, that's what you do when you're good at politics, actually. Yeah. Like when you, that's actually a very sound good. political move. Yeah, when you give people something good, you make sure that they know you did it, right? As opposed to Democrats, when they fuck you and steal $600 from you, they make sure you know that they're the ones who fucked you, right? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: we were calling so them Trump
0: to... bucks. Every Even, even yeah. those were calling them Trump bucks. It was great branding.
1: Yeah, uh, fucking amazing. Um, so the next thing is, you know, the next good that came out of the American Rescue Plan, admittedly, was mm-hmm. they extended? Now notice the word "extend" is happening a lot here, meaning all they did was just extend programs already in existence. But anyways, mm-hmm. but it's still important. They extended the fifteen percent increase in food stamps benefits, which is very good. Food stamps nice. have been, you know, uh, attacked for you know thirty years now, forty years actually, uh, constantly reduced, constantly reducing what you can purchase with it. it
0: you sucks, can't or hot food. If it's hot food, yeah. that's a luxury, you poor idiot. You got to eat cold shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, uh, you know, what they've done to food stamps. So, a 15% increase in the meager food stamp benefit is desperately needed. Uh, Democrats allowed that to lapse in September of
0: 2021. Oh. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right
1: they expanded so the that's child like tax- this is
0: six months because oh. it was like yeah. march 2021 yeah. of september so
1: they extended it six months and then refused to extend it any further by the way we've had two covid waves since then but yeah
0: very cool okay
1: uh expand the child tax credit which again was good i mean look you know all, of course all of american like tax policy everything is centered around the completely dead at this point concept <laughs> of a nuclear family but whatever it's still expensive <laughs> yeah, to have right. kids it right. still sucks like and the thing is because of how our idiot system is set up children tend to be like the poorest people like but i don't mean like they don't have any money in their bank it's just like when you talk about people who live under the poverty line disproportionately it's children right yeah. because yeah. uh having kids impoverishes you and uh they extended the you know expanded the child tax credit which was good um some people might remember this one a little more clearly because Democrats allowed that to lapse in December of 2021. So oh. That, was, that was a more recent f- dropping the ball, uh, you know. Uh, thing <laughs> Whoops.
0: Before. Wow. Just all of these just seem to slip off their calendar. They just like woke up one day and they're like, oh, no. Oh, man, this lapsed like yesterday.
2: <laughs> Oopsie. Whoopsie oh, daisy.
0: damn it.
1: So hilariously, he frames, he begins his discussion of the economy by with this frame of like look at how much we helped you with the american rescue plan something that if you were receiving any of those benefits you distinctly remember the democrats taking away from you like very recently i mean incredible right only in america like,
0: and, it, and it makes me question like who's the speech even for
1: yeah i know right <laughs> it's incredible
0: is it just like masturbatory? Is it just like talking to senators? Like, is it literally just like a private speech that's broadcasted to the public at this point? Because all, all of them love that like they were all yeah. like standing ovation like,
2: yeah!
0: like Ooh! <laughs> yeah all the people who refused to extend
1: all these benefits all the people who basically looked at those benefits and said no you shouldn't have those yeah stood up and applauded the yeah. idea that that was an anti-poverty measure and people should think about that i guess like that's a good yeah. point like people should think about that um So then he then went into this, uh, he kept saying this over and over again, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which Mm. you'll remember is the uh, compromise bill that uh, Democrats got because half the Democratic Party wouldn't (laughs) sign on to anything that like (laughs) actually fixed infrastructure in this country and tackled issues of climate change and stuff like that. So this one was the one that was just all giveaways to companies and to uh, like construction firms and stuff.
2: Like, yeah, but we,
1: but it, we passed it. Um, it was funny in the speech. He did say uh, we're going to repair sixty five thousand miles of highway and repair fifteen hundred bridges. But he said it like this: he said one thousand five hundred bridges, <laughs> which I thought was a weird decimal way point
0: to... zero zero. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a weird way to say it. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> maybe curious enough i was like i wonder how many bridges need to be repaired in america and uh well according to the american road and transportation builders association i uh, forget bridges that need to be repaired there's about 80,000 bridges in this country that need to be replaced
0: yeah but, yeah
1: <laughs> <are so> <laughs> but don't worry we're going to repair 1500 bridges you know
0: i mean uh like cool, I guess you i mean what 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 the hell is like I mean, sorry, that's that percentage is like literally less than one percent of yeah. bridges, you know, yeah. like
1: yeah, two hundred and twenty thousand need repair, by the way, so yeah. it's it's yeah.
0: it's zero point six eight percent of the bridges that <laughs> need to repair not even bridges in general just the bridges that actually need repair so i mean like yeah. this is the win that democrats think is like important to put at the state of the union we're repairing 0. 0.6 percent 6, of the bridges that we actually should be mm. repairing right now
1: in well, a reminder of the fact that joe biden was just giving a speech you know, talking up his, you know, infrastructure repair bullshit in a city where a bridge fucking collapsed, like, while he was giving a speech or whatever. Like, I mean, incredible. Incredible. Why would you bring this up? Again, just taking an L. Because all that reminds people of is, like, oh, yeah, bridges keep collapsing around here. Yeah,
0: weird. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, this is like this weird, slow, like, 2012-esque thing happening where, like, just, like, the infrastructure is just, like, falling apart. Like... <laughs> driving across the bridge looney tune style the bridge just like sinks and collapses into the ocean or sorry into the lake or river or wherever mm-hmm. yeah incredible
1: it's not in the ocean yet because we just haven't let the uh, uh build that supersonic yeah, bridge to China yeah yeah right. electromagnetic not yet. bridge not yeah it's gonna happen though
2: yeah
0: uh,
1: keep holding out guys um but yeah uh so then, you know, of course, we had to move into uh, the talk about bringing jobs back. And, you know, finally. Yeah, finally, finally,
0: someone talking about bringing jobs back.
1: And there was like a couple of like funny things that happened in here. Uh, one, in all these speeches, you always have to cite, you know, some working class schmuck that you either invited <laughs> or that you had a conversation with you know like as president (laughs) you know and it's so funny because he when he called this person i had to write the name down he was like uh just a regular working class guy like Jojo Burgess. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a real person.
0: There's no way that guy is real. I'm it, sorry to it, ruin the illusion. That guy is completely it, fake.
1: And the thing is, these people are always made up. These people are always NPCs. But that means that Biden's speech staff was like, nobody's gonna believe that this person is like a real like salt of the earth guy unless he has the ridiculous name and i'm sure in the actual speech it says jojo burgers and he just got it wrong yeah right he just
0: got it wrong i
1: just thought that was incredible i was like come on
0: you might as well have like shown up with like uh with like a white tank top and like Uh, car grease on him you know like (laughs) while he was inside of the (laughs) inside of the capitol
1: He's just wearing the, like, yeah, like, white tank top, and, like, he's got the uh, the bodysuit that's, like, peeled down, right? The yeah, work suit yeah. that's, like, peeled down and <laughs> around his waist. And he's just holding a pipe wrench, like, he's standing there holding a pipe wrench, you know, as people take photos around him, uh-huh. you know? Like, um.
0: like, you know, Joe Joe Biden, yeah, I didn't always like him, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, what he's done for me and my company and my family, well, I just no. gotta respect it. <laughs> so
1: then he went to, and you reminded me of of this one, which is after, of course, giving a ovation to JoJo Burgers.
2: Yeah,
0: he,
1: of course, then had to pivot because look, this is this is about unity, all right. This is not about mm-hmm. contradiction. And um, he kicks it to he gets another uh, applause break to Intel CEO. Patrick, is that Gelsinger, right? Patrick yeah, Gelsinger. yeah. And what, why are we cheering for Patrick? Uh,
0: we're cheering for Patrick because he's bringing jobs back to America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed so there was not a lot of mention of what type of jobs or the, what the pay was going to be. Yeah, what the anything, pay like, or, yeah. <laughs> or
0: like the conditions of the work. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, it, you just always have to ask yourself why is it so attractive for capitalists now? to bring their jobs back from overseas to the U.S. I'll give you a hint. It has nothing to do with national pride. <laughs> no, it's because we just do it better. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's because me, you guys like Jojo Burgers, just, <laughs> not, just lunch pail nine to five guys. We just do it better.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so hilarious because it is true. Like you say companies are investing in manufacturing here rather than overseas. And, there actually is truth to that right um there has been some you know rebuilding of manufacturing and things like that uh you can figure out what's going on by looking at where it's happening which is largely in the deep south (laughs) and Mm -hmm. places like that like they're building they've been building for 20 years an aerospace corridor uh around alabama uh where there's a bunch of like airbus and boeing stuff being built right pretty
0: poor state
1: yep (laughs) boeing's move to like south carolina right was you know there there was a reason which hilariously in the seattle times when that happened uh dominic gates who uh usually writes like shit in the seattle times about boeing Hmm. was able to finally come to the illusion or to the conclusion right It finally hit him he's like i think that maybe the reason why boeing's going over there is uh this number here and he posted the minimum wage for workers <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh i think that might be the number they actually care about it's like you know ding wow. ding ding dummy
0: <laughs> dude incredible insight from the paper of record of seattle of the, the one that's like supposed to like cover boeing it's like damn dude genius like, yeah like, a, a, a big like defense aerospace manufacturer um is like that's privately owned um cares about uh i don't know cheap labor yeah
1: and i mean the funny thing is is like airbus volkswagen uh volvo a lot of these places have moved by the way japanese car companies as well toyota huge plant in santonio uh nissan has some big plants here a lot of these places are coming to america and opening brand new factories and things like that Uh, The reason being that American labor is now so degraded and so cheap that it's easier to do that, or essentially just as easy as to move it into what we would have considered the third world previously, right? Essentially, Mm -hmm. American labor, its cost is matching third world labor costs.
0: It is attractive enough to actually give up your plants or not build new ones in the third world, and instead... Mm -hmm. Invest in U.S. because it's actually a very sound business yep. decision. It actually exactly. might be cheaper to do that.
1: Yeah, and key point too, uh, which again, this is why Boeing was going to South Carolina and why this is all happening in the South, largely extreme anti labor atmosphere, to where mm-hmm. you never have to worry about a union. Yep. You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just incredible. Uh, again one of those things that's like, yeah, that is true, Mr. Biden. Um, Why don't you give us a little more about why that's happening and what wages are getting paid? Uh, IKEA, by the way, has opened a bunch of new factories uh, in the United States as well. Um, So, just Chalk that up on the list. Uh, That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, but then he's like, oh "Stand up, Patrick. Like, let's let's all let's all. You gotta (laughs) hand it to the Intel CEO, (laughs) which is again, who was the speech for, man? Like, I mean, it 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 has to just be this like fucking like literally just like a a private like celebration between him and his colleagues because I don't Mm -hmm. know how else you interpret like, you know, getting JoJo burgers and then like. (laughs) you know, have <laughs> making like the whole Senate uh stand up and applaud like Intel CEO for exploiting labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know what the
1: CEO of Intel is worth. I'm going to assume a lot. And yeah, I don't think he needs a standing ovation from anybody. All right. But I mean, even if you assume that they're moving like their highest tech manufacturing, right. So they're moving like, you know, processing manufacturing stuff to mm-hmm. the U S it's like, the only reason they would do that is that some Fucking bean counter at Intel Figured out that with The logistics network of bringing You know having that stuff manufactured in Indonesia or Taiwan and bringing it to The United States that once you You know kind of put that into the calculation That's actually just cheaper to make it In the United States now because wages in the United States Have fallen so significantly
0: Yeah and, yeah
1: you know and, and you have to remember a lot of those that... places by the way wages are going up Which is not something yes. that Intel yes,
0: particularly exactly. happy about you know yeah, exactly, and you have to remember that these decisions are not just like made, just like ad hoc by intuition from a CEO. Like you mm-hmm. know, the firm that Pete Buttigieg worked for, McKinsey. That's their. That's actually the reason that these. When people say consulting firms or management consulting, this is like what their job actually is. It's like they consult management on how to actually make business strategy decisions. Right. So they mm-hmm. they actually it's it's work because they're experts on it and a lot obviously even with capitalism a lot of the interests of individual businesses are very much the same formula right so you mm-hmm. get specialized um, like professionals to basically just go from business to business and you know lay out what they need to do from a high level strategy perspective so someone like Pete to judge is the person to like look at the wages in indonesia then like the actual cost of shipments and then etc and then like the political environment as well as mm-hmm. you know uh, how easy it is to like retain uh, you know people and like labor laws and stuff and then and they'll usually advise them on what to do and it's all about juicing their stock price to lower the cost of goods sold look actually you know lowering the cost of goods sold is like how corporate profits are getting boosted right now it's not necessarily like sure there's like an influx now like post post like you know like uh us lockdown if you can even call it that there's been a little bit of a surge in like consumer spending right but overall what's like really boosting corporate profits is a way to make costs more efficient which means cutting Mm. costs while retaining the same level of of products right or even like or even boosting products right and that's even happening in the tech industry as well um but you know Yeah. Like people from McKinsey will basically look at it and say, yeah, this is the lowest cost option so that your stock will boost by this much because your earnings per share will go up by like 40%. And they land on the US. Like that's really damning and something Mm -hmm. to think about.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, the thing is, is right, that difference between the cost of producing something and the price that you sell that, right, that's the surplus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the lower you can get that cost of producing it, which is almost always gathered through lower wages, uh, you know, the more surplus you can gather. Right. And you're right. I mean, it's harder getting harder and harder for them to sell more things because that surplus is getting fully distributed upwards right funneled yeah. upwards so the vast consumer base which is everybody else can't really purchase more shit right like the yep. the shit purchasing is kind of maxed out right and no. uh and they're not going to give you more money to purchase stuff we just talked about how the democrats are specifically going to take money away from you actually <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. so the only way to get that shit back is of course to push wages lower now you might say, doesn't that lead to a spiral of uh, crises? <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for Karl Marx's take on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's
0: he's gonna be our next guest next week yeah. on the show. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's gonna do a response video to the State of the Union. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> and then, uh, and then the Washington Post will be like. Um, Karl Marx, you claim that, uh, companies are interested in lowering wages, but we give you three Pinocchio, sir. Actually, <laughs> um, it's not the company institution, it's the people inside of those companies who make decisions, and therefore your claim was factually inaccurate.
1: <laughs> you said it was, you said it was an iron law, but we think it's more of a golden rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he moved from there to, of course, talk about the uh, enemy of all enemies, the one that we all care about, inflation. And, I've been
0: saying this,
1: and he gave a plan for uh, tackling inflation. There was a lot of a lot of hilarious plans in the State of the Union. <laughs> yeah, and so let's, God's let's... plan—you
0: I mean, should just like play like the God's plan instrumental over like this like montage, basically.
1: <laughs> so let's let's uh, run through this a little bit. So he brought up cutting prescription drug costs something that Democrats have been bringing up by the way since the 90s have never done it's only gone up uh, despite having control of like Congress and stuff at various times
0: yeah Bernie is still taking people to Canada like to get prescription drugs
1: this is what I thought was crazy which was he then brought up the price of insulin right skyrocketing you know and he said he literally said think about what the cost of insulin does to people and families it's like whose fucking fault is that that's your fault Like,
0: think about it
1: they, they, it literally was the eric Andre meme of shooting the guy and being like how yeah. could they do this you know yeah like,
2: yeah <laughs> like,
1: incredible i mean i i was just speechless watching that i was like are you fucking kidding me you're gonna bring up the cost of insulin and be like how did this happen how could we live it? yeah,
0: of I mean, like that that's like the ghoulishness part that we we're talking about at the top of this episode is like that yeah. like you can actually have a like a, a government which I think we can like safely assume are well aware of what they're doing. like rentnti says they're just because you think they're stupid doesn't mean that they are mm-hmm. actually stupid, right? but um this like takes it to another level where they're actually saying this shit out loud acknowledging to the public that it is harmful detrimental to families like you know leads to like decay socially and and death right and they can just outright say that as if we don't know that they are the like if you're proposing a reason and a solution to this problem right yeah um that implies that you have control over the fucking price of insulin my guy like and you understand the consequences of when there's a direct relation between insulin prices being high and like death and misery and destruction right like you actually name and claim that so why the fuck is it high
1: and i mean the thing is it's like that ghoul behind him nancy pelosi I think we all remember when she was responding to that student's question about fucking, you know, medical costs and basically said, "We're a capitalist country. We're never mm. like going to yeah, reform yeah, the medical yeah. system." And then Joe Biden's own brother the Joe Biden's brother is like the Gordon Gecko of hospitals. Like he <laughs> oh literally goes into rural areas, buys up hospitals and then pieces out all the equipment and sells it all, right? Buys oh it for pennies goodness. on the dollar and then fucking what? destroys them. Like He's literally partially responsible for, like, the Jesus bad COVID response. So, he, color me skeptical that these people are going to do something about I actually
2: had no idea.
1: Prices. Yeah, it rocks. Um... So then we go to the, maybe the slightly uh, less infuriating. Again, the order of these things was so crazy; it was like he was like he was just coming up with stuff off the top of his head. But he yeah, went from yeah. insulin prices to tax credits for weatherizing your home. <laughs>
2: Which I mean, we don't that have to talk about rules this. yeah other
1: I than it's like an insane pivot to make but like the only real thing to say about tax credits for weatherizing in your home is a perfect democrat plan yeah because yeah. it's a tax credit meaning you have to put the money forward up front on your own right and then you mm-hmm. just maybe get it refunded later via tax credit yeah maybe if you qualify for it <laughs> yeah which means that you a have to own a home right yep. so yeah so cut out yeah. all renters
2: oh
0: shit. b.
1: Yeah, B have to have the money to actually weatherize it yourself and then just get a nice little kickback on the back end after it so again this just becomes a tax break for rich people again It's like literally a tax break for rich people to like bring their energy costs down where like the rest of us like if you're like me and you rent a like manufactured home well fuck me right and uh, by the way seattle city light you know what they do for people like me they charge us higher rates I can oh, charge awesome. a higher rate because my house is energy inefficient, so I had to pay... My bill is higher than everybody else's fucking electric bill. Anyways, so cool. Perfect Democrat plan. Just genius like through and through
0: something something that really would be just a sound investment without yes! any government intervention <laughs> yes. like you can do a calculation and say yeah you know what this money up front is gonna pay off by savings in about two and a half years you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this i'm <laughs> if i own this house for two and a half more years and keep paying utilities i am going to save money by doing this this is literally what it's 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 basically like saying like oh we're doing like a um a house remodel uh Mm. tax credit you know like yeah if you like spend money up front to upgrade your place it's gonna be nicer and probably pay off in the future dude like yeah
1: it's also uh, like a funny thing because there's no like political value in it whatsoever because lots of republicans will take advantage of this lots of republican homeowners will Do you think they're going to give Joe Biden credit? Hell no. This is just something they they deserve as homeowners in America, as the heroes of America. It's not even about,
0: like, fucking solar panels or shit. Like, something to, like, tie to, like, this neoliberal, like, consumer drive for climate change or something. Like, it doesn't even vaguely or ambiently apply. It's literally just, like, how can you save, like, $50 a month on your... On yeah. your heating bill,
1: yeah. Do you want to install like some double pane windows? Like that, yeah, that's right. <laughs> basically what you're getting. Um, so they went from there to uh, this one hit a little uh, close to home, which was cut the cost of childcare. Which initially sounds good when you realize that childcare is fucking expensive as shit. Yeah, it's
0: ridiculous. Then Listen to can... Bren's uh, uh episode on Mechanical Freak from a few weeks ago. Um, it was really good. Uh, she gives a really good rundown on that.
1: Yeah, for sure, and you know we need to do like a longer thing just about the costs of childcare and why they're so expensive. But I can tell you one reason why it's why it's not you know what what's not causing it is uh, labor costs because yeah. childcare, particularly at uh, you know um, preschools and things like that, are those childcare workers are some of the lowest paid people in this fucking country. Yeah and
0: it's like it's, it really makes you think like where does the money go man like if yeah. it's like really expensive for like people to get child care and like the child care people who are actually working don't get any money like wh- how the fuck is it getting more expensive and
1: sure as shit isn't going into like buildings and supplies too and i mean it's one of those things during the uh covid crisis there's been various like panic pieces about childcare, because a lot of childcare workers left the field to either go get other jobs or just because their own kids, it's just too expensive to put their own kids in childcare or whatever. It just doesn't make sense. So they just left the field. So it's another collapsing, like, critical bit of infrastructure mm. in America, <laughs> just like our hospitals, just like our schools, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to get, I'm going guess that the cut the cost of childcare solution is going to be to push wages down further. <laughs> like child care and it's just gonna be what what's the what's the plan here like how how does this actually work in the end uh maybe just like firefighters in california will just make inmates do it <laughs> you know like it'll be like some sort of forced labor situation that would be the return of the original american child care system you know but good stuff very excited to see how this
0: awesome goes.
1: Uh, finally we had make the wealthy pay more in taxes i'll believe it when i see it okay. um you know anti-monopoly crackdown that was pretty hilarious uh again wow some...
0: i mean my gosh it, uh, according to i mean the framing of our fucking you know media when i ever hear crackdown i think of uh uh, uh xi jinping uh cracking down on uh, <laughs> on just like everyday people in china like you know uh for big government but hey i guess like you know, biden has come around to you know the the revolutionary view of uh, the communist party of china that's cool
1: well yeah and, and one i mean we've been promising anti-monopoly crackdowns for 140 years and it's never happened in this country but i mean we'll put that aside i'm sure that this time it's different uh the other thing too is in a country where if you just simply mention that america has oligarchs too you get like 100 blue checks directly up your ass trying to fucking you um, know, actually just... uh, they're uh, yeah. entrepreneur job creators uh, yeah. uh,
0: they're <laughs> innovators uh
1: yeah so definitely this is the definitely hold your breath for it portion of the speech by the way you know it's the hold your breath for it portion of the speech because he just rattles through these really fast
2: he's like anti-monopoly
0: you know, <laughs> crackdown i'm gonna do this with no real organized pressure from labor or like any yeah. real like semblance of like and 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 a huge like when i have like literally the ceo of Procter and gramble just basically living in the oval office at this point like waking up and just like feeding me like you talk points and he's my friend now because i'm an old like senile guy and i just like think that this person's like my son um (laughs) you know uh yeah i'm gonna crack down on that guy uh just because i feel like it (laughs) keep in mind that when
1: biden was vice president eric holder basically in you know official you know justice department you know meetings mentioned that one of the things that he thinks about when they discuss the idea of bringing charges against a company or something like they're investigating a company, right? This keep in mind in the midst of their aftermath of the 2008 financial collapse. Eric Holder had mentioned that they consider the size of the corporation and the effect on the economy it would have if they were to press charges against the corporation when oh, you know cool. decide whether to pursue a case. Basically, saying once a company gets big enough. That sorry they're just, they literally are too big to fail we we cannot actually investigate them anyway you you can the thing that we all know is true they be, became official white house policy of no you actually can be too rich to you know have the law apply to you
2: <laughs>
0: yeah so. i feel like i feel like we like kind of forget that that phrase too big for fail is not um is not hypothetical. Like it, it's yeah. a very real like policy point that like the government classifies companies as and and treats them as such.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, anti monopoly crackdown from these freaks. <laughs> uh, raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, by the way, Obama also multiple times promised to wa- raise the minimum wage, never did. Uh, Clinton as well, never did.
0: Like why would they? Like why would they? Yeah. Like, you have to ask – your whenever you, like, listen to, like, a president talk, you got to ask them, your, yourself why the fuck would they do that, right? But,
1: by the way, in that in – the, in the initial infrastructure bill, uh, a minimum wage raise was in there, and that was one of the things that Democrats – the first thing they negotiated away. <laughs> like, I mean, think about it, right? Because, like, I know. think,
0: like, people maybe listening to this and disagreeing with me will be like, oh, no, but, you know, the people elect Joe Biden. And we're, like, saying, like, no – They don't actually Yeah. Yeah. remember you probably vehemently, you know, like the average lib out there was like, we have to vote for Joe Biden, right? We have to do this. This is after Democrats have been like promising that the minimum wage will be raised. You'll fucking vote for them again. Like you'll vote for them yeah. again and again, and you know what? It's a big loss to the Democrats that they can't dangle the fucking minimum wage over your head every single election cycle. It's like a part—it's a fucking three-card Monty game, and that's like one of the fucking cards they use.
1: Yeah, it's just like abortion rights and things like that, something they never yeah. defended in their entire history, but they just dangle it in front of you. I mean, believing your vote counts is like being you know, a tick on an elephant and thinking that the elephant just walked into the shade because you're hot
2: you know it's
1: like, it's like you have no impact like you like your presence you could be there or not be there it really doesn't matter like you know uh, elephant doesn't even know you're there um, yeah <laughs> so and again he brought, up, he brought up passing the pro act it's like motherfucker you could have done
0: that you didn't
1: I, for all this yeah for all this stuff like that is the actual response it's like you didn't do any of these things you say you want to do them Democrats control every house, like control the presidency, and he didn't do it
0: Why very did clearly didn't do it d s a what made like a million calls for the pro act or something I mean something yeah. like insane like that there was like organized pressure, and I think you know the labor council you know was uh you know organizing for that, I mean to the point where Joe Biden had to acknowledge that it was a real thing, you know yeah, yeah. like it was getting press and stuff the democrats they didn't have the votes within their own party to do that yeah. um joe biden can very swiftly whip those votes into shape if you wanted to see the pro act of course pass. he could take executive action on the pro act i mean he, frankly yeah. he, on a lot of those points that the pro act had which were already stripped out quite a bit on when they were actually taking it to a vote um, or at least you know like marketing it for a vote um it was already pretty watered down but it would still be beneficial like he could have taken executive action on like those individual points too if he actually cared about that shit right well-
1: and even with it watered down, the Democrats had a choice between the watered down bill or nothing and chose to give, you, give us they
0: nothing. They chose to give nothing. And remember, it's a choice. Yeah. It's not like you have to remember a rotating villain, rotating yeah. villain. If it wasn't so. Joe Manchin, if it wasn't fucking, you know, that person in Arizona, I forget her name now. And I really don't care. Like yeah, cinema yeah. or whatever. You know, like if it wasn't those two, it would be someone. There are tons. It, fucking, you know, go down the line. It will be Maria Cantwell it'll be yeah. it'll be patty murray it just it, it's just get all the way down the line
1: to nancy pelosi chuck yeah. Schumer. like like there will always be somebody to stand in the way and and the thing is all the all the murmurs coming out of the white house now we have like you know white house aides and stuff apparently saying this to washington post reports and stuff. is the democrats fully expect to get clobbered in the fucking midterm just get yeah. wiped out which why wouldn't they honestly so if they're telling you, like, oh, it'd be great if we had this, your question should be, why didn't you do it when you had the chance, which was last year? Because mm-hmm. uh, you're about to lose that chance, probably for the next eight years.
0: God, they're it's... so giddy to lose the house. Oh, God. They are they... so fucking giddy. They're ready giddy. for
1: this to be over. So, God <laughs> <so> damn.
0: <laughs> they're so tortured. They're tortured souls when they have mm-hmm. power, man. Yeah. They absolutely can't stand it when they, like, control the Senate, the House, and the fucking presidency—it's yeah. like the, their worst nightmare. It's, it's
1: the worst possible outcome for Democrats. That's what they learned under uh, Obama. And they're like, no, yeah. let's not do that again."
0: Oh fuck! Uh, and supermajority? Oh shit! Jesus Christ, man! The fuck? That,
1: that shit is incredible. It's amazing. Remember that uh, when people tell you, like, "Oh, we just need a couple more votes in the Senate or something," the Democrats had supermajorities <laughs> in the House and Senate super under Obama,
2: and a after massive
1: the- <laughs> public like. You know, wave to basically like push them to do something, and chose to bail the banks out and fuck everyone else. I mean, it was incredible.
0: Literally, like a once in a century at that time opportunity, Rooseveltian opportunity.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they chose to basically uh, give all of your money to the banks. You know, that really Uh,
0: is the difference between like (laughs) you know then and like now. Is that you know roosevelt actually was like fuck we have to do something about yeah, this we, where he had the brains to look at this and be like this is
1: probably bad if we let this continue yeah. to play out like this is yeah not gonna be good. If, we,
0: if we like don't do anything like maybe like a fucking weird game show host will become president after yeah. me like we shouldn't do this like you know <laughs>
1: well uh he pivoted from the economy something that as we've discussed the Democrats has been great on to another thing that the biden administration has led boldly on which is uh covid
0: oh yeah um, that thing this just kind of stuffed in in the, like the middle yeah. of the speech was like the thing that they they and, you know if you haven't filled in the blanks the reason why they haven't fucking done the state of the union until now is because literally uh they would have to discuss COVID as, like, the top thing. Like, there's no real other (laughs) thing to talk about, which is something that they have made a choice to, like, completely just forget about and just leave people for dead, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, the official function of the Biden administration, I mean, this is its real function, is to... A get rid of any sort of COVID response, right? To do what tr- to do Trump's policy, right? Which Biden yep. has done. Biden he was very clear that he's going to do this in the state which is to just pretend COVID away. So he led off his talk about COVID by basically saying nobody has to wear a mask anymore, and then did like a little dance that COVID was over, and that's function one of the Biden administration. Function two is to rediscipline everybody by taking away. Which Democrats have already done, by the way, taking away extended unemployment benefits, taking away the idea of checks going to people to alleviate poverty, taking away the extra, you know, child, expanded child tax credit, etc. Right. Um, you know, push everybody back further into poverty and uh, give up on ever doing anything about COVID. Now that they figure out the rich aren't going to die from it, you- you'll never hear about COVID action anymore. Like Biden guys.
0: should Biden should have just started with um uh, you know, Lana Lana Del Rey released a new record back in like October. Uh and uh there's this one song called Violets and Four Roses, and um the ver- like the it starts out with the verse where Lana's like, There's something in the air, the girls are running round and summer dresses with their masks off, and it makes me so happy. And it's like <laughs> It just, it feels like that's yeah. like, uh, that, Biden's that's, that's what Biden is weird, Biden is like singing along. He's like, yeah, yeah. man, it's just it's so beautiful that their their masks are off. They're all in summer dresses, you know, reminds me of a, the fifties or some shit, you know,
1: as it'd be at the ice cream parlor. Thank
0: God. You know, they're not being oppressed by that mask anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's an interesting thing that when Biden was, you know, in his twenties or whatever, when he was your age, Mooney yeah, and it was nineteen fifty uh you know there was an endemic thing called polio and uh there was actually a massive effort to get rid of it and uh biden you know his response given the opportunity is just let people die and yeah and people you know you see it on social media and what can people do right they feel powerless but they they say like you know i i don't understand it's you know we're getting rid of mass mandates everything you know schools are all social distancing is going to be gone, but we're still in the middle of literally the worst wave of the COVID pandemic so far. Uh, like on the day that Biden gave that speech, about 2000 people died that day of COVID 80 people died while Biden was giving the speech. I mean, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Half a million have died since Biden took office more than Trump, by the way, More than you know, Trump. for keeping score, you know, uh, you know, we're at a million dad at this point. Right. And,
0: and just remember like Biden and Trump have been in office for the same amount of time, basically like amount of COVID uh, from time. when yeah. COVID happened. Yeah. Like this is not <laughs> at some like,
1: point it, at some point it's, it stops being Trump's fault. Right. At some point, the things Biden does in office are his
0: fault. Right. Well, what, when, when, when is not it? To say Trump would have done, done the same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When, yeah. When is it Biden's fault? <laughs> <You
0: know>? Like <laughs> if it's not a year into his presidency, which, I mean, remember, when Trump got elected, we were blaming shit. Like, like in November, late November, like already we just ceded that power and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, Trump. Like when he was not fucking inaugurated, people were blaming shit on Trump because he was doing a whole pony show by bringing in business leaders and shit. And it was just like, you know, chaotic and everything. But I mean, we didn't even wait until inauguration to blame mm-hmm. shit on Trump, right? Right. Um a lot of the shit that we blame him for, um, very much so uh deserved, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, no, it's not he like was a- very <laughs> shitty on COVID.
1: That thing that <laughs> Biden is very shitty on.
0: But it's- when but we knew we knew that the person who was running the show, Trump. Whether, like, there was shit that happened, like, I think we even packed, like, when he did the Muslim ban and, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two months into his presidency, yeah. um, you know, we understood that this like was something yeah. that Trump has done, yeah. right? Yeah. When he extended Obama-era policies, yeah. we understood that the effects that were happening during that term that Trump was in was blamed on trump and not even for like a yeah. part reasons because he's the first fucking person in power well, so why he is could it stop
1: it like that's why the thing. is like, it exactly it's, a, it's an extension of obama it. policies but he could stop it at any time and he didn't right and, and it, he didn't just, and that makes it his thing
0: responsibility yeah. which it was his responsibility yeah um why the fuck do we pretend that like biden is not responsible for anything and he's just cleaning up oh uh Trump's mess you know it's yeah. like um, I'm sorry, dude, but you can very easily, like, wave a wand right now and, and you know, uh, have a lot of Trump's policies go away. Like, yeah, Trump waved a wand for them to come in. Remember how much he uh, fucking used... The executive office not to even say that like you know the actual republican party has a actual fucking cohesive <laughs> vision and like yeah, you know yeah. political and motive desire and goals. To <laughs> act on their will yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know also he used a lot of executive action you know um throughout his uh, presidency to really get what he wanted and that were really consequential um as easy as those came they can very easily very very easily go away so at what point is it? Is it the midterms? Oh, we have to wait till the midterms. Oh, or is it? Uh, oh, we have to wait until he gets a second term. Remember that line under Obama? Mm-hmm. Oh, we need yeah, to wait yeah. until Obama gets a second term. Then, like, oh, so the, the, gotta, gotta the, yeah. <laughs> the the sleeper social democrat. Yeah, the the sleeper social democrat. Like now he has nothing to lose. He can like become like yep. the Joker of the left and just like you know like go crazy, rip his mask off, when he's like Vladimir Lenin now, right? Like, yeah. um. Yeah, and this which last, obviously didn't happen.
1: Yeah, in those last two years, there were people getting all hyped to be like, "It's finally time for Obama to go nuts, right?" Yeah, he's going, he's,
0: he's going like, to go ape shit, bro. Yeah. Obama's going to snap.
1: And of course, he just was the same guy he always was because it turns out that's who he fucking is. Yeah,
0: right? remember, and, remember you know. the last two years of his presidency. You remember, like something that happened, in like maybe 2014, that sparked, like I don't know, a national uprising. <laughs> like a lot of black people got murdered by police, and like cold blood, um, mm. like sparked a whole fucking movement that we still cite today that Obama had control over and instead he like brought in the National Guard and Ferguson and stuff. Like I yeah. mean like this these are like choices under the Obama administration that happened. Don't-
1: there was the disgusting shit around the keystone xl pipeline right where obama had both the fbi and like private military companies like mercenaries
2: he literally trying got to like take fucking down blackwater protesters.
0: taking yeah. down like Incredible. um environmental activists and native americans defending yeah. their fucking land
1: and i mean and you would talk about like uh, hilarious shit You know, when Hillary Clinton was trying to run her incompetent fucking campaign against, you know, Trump, and it came out because of, you know, Bernie's campaigning, uh, it came out that people weren't very excited about like, you know, both Keystone XL as well as as various trade deals that like Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton was tied to and that Obama wanted and obama went on a talk show and literally shot her in the fucking knees It was like oh no we're going full forward with keystone xl and we're going full forward uh we love the tpp trade yeah. um yeah, TPP and, and stuff.
0: we and, love keystone xl
1: and i mean little in the question i remember that thing the question was like literally framed as hillary says that she doesn't you know that the democrats don't want to do this he's like oh no she's lying to you that thing that she's saying that you like that's a lie she's gonna do that don't worry about it
2: and
0: that like, was so fucking funny
1: for all the blaming of people like Bernie and shit it's like you're fucking who's hero. torpedoing President a campaign. Obama, like shot her directly in the fucking knees
0: like th- like <laughs> lunged her under the bus and remember like this guy's a politically savvy dude it's not like he was just like a bumbling idiot like he knows he like when to when to you know tell a little bit of a lie or tell people what they want to hear or maybe say something to benefit like uh, someone else in your party, uh, getting elected as mm-hmm. the you know nominee. Um, I, it's a very softball like politics one one question. And he decided to literally just like point a Glock at Hillary's like Achilles and yeah. like just like fucking like fire it five times. <laughs>
1: yeah well the thing is it's like the calculus obama's making because he's none of this is getting passed while he's in office right like he's on his way out so the calculus he's making is this will make saying this is going to make the right friends for me as a very wealthy guy leaving office to make me even wealthier once i'm gone and if that fucks over hillary Clinton, who cares and so you know like that's the mentality of a lot of these people. So for people who are like all upset about the Trump shit, I mean one, Hilly did all that to herself. But at the same time, like, you know, the Democrats wanted to lose to Trump. I don't <laughs> they really like did. whether it was a Freudian death wish or what. Like they <laughs> yeah. clearly wanted Trump to win. Um yeah. All right. Let's well let's talk about his four steps to defeating COVID here. Uh so we can finish up this bit on COVID uh vaccination step one all right thanks thanks uncle joe Check. awesome <laughs> make tests and i put this in quotes because uh, he was very clear about this make tests available <laughs> which is of course always neo-lib language for you can buy them at whatever price the market wants to sell you know them what
0: brian i like having access to health care so how Dude. about you shut up
1: <laughs> exactly uh Prepare for new variants. There was nothing more to be said about that. They've done a good job so far. Um... And as far as I know, the official policy seems to be that there'll never be another new variant.
0: Prepare so. for new variants. Um, d- disregard the fact that I literally just be like turned into like Lana Del Rey and uh, you know said uh, yeah. I love it to see people's masks be completely off and like running around with daisies and flowers in the fucking sun. You know, yeah. The like, entire
1: like tenor of his talk about COVID was that COVID's over, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, get to our next point where he said. Yeah, you know, quoted, you know, in the shutdown of schools and businesses, which again, I mean, all these are like, re- these are Republican talking points. I mean, for people, this is all shit Trump would be saying. By the way. I mean, this is all Trump's policies. Uh, back to uh, work. Yeah. And this one, which, by the way, if you keep me track, this is the fifth step of his four step plan was Hell to yeah. continue vaccinating the world, which when we talk, this goes right back into the ghoulish category of, you know,
0: I hate him so much. I hate him.
1: Yeah, I mean, the US, we've said it enough on this show because I'm saying, but just a quick, just some quick
0: reason. We have to thing. beat people over the head with this. Yeah. We have to say it again. The
1: United States is the impediment to creating an international vaccine regime. Like, the reason why countries all over the world can't get enough vaccinations is the United States. Like This is have, not a conspiracy,
0: have, people. Yeah. This is <laughs> like literally an objective fact.
1: Yeah. So I mean, just disgusting.
0: Um, Fuck, man.
1: So let's do a little, uh, maybe a touch of a lightning round here with the the red meat. So this was what we've gone through so far was the vast bulk of the speech. This is like the final yeah. ten minutes.
0: Yeah, literally,
1: where he, <laughs> where he literally just threw some red meat at his audience, yeah. right? And and so the first one he began with the banger, which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about here, but. We got to talk about about the police, right? And I love when he got to a section about, he knew this was coming, but he got to a section Mm -hmm. about the police. And again, the way he chose to start it, the way he chose to frame it, was he brought up the two NYPD officers that were killed back in January, uh, that were like shot in their cruiser or whatever, and used that to frame the conversation. Again, a totally made-up police talking point that policing is somehow a dangerous job.
0: Yeah. Interestingly. Uh, it's it, it was so dangerous, in fact, that when two NYPD officers died, uh, the entire department took the day off to yeah. go yeah. out into the street, <laughs> flood it as if it was a fucking SS parade, um, mm-hmm. full of like thirty six thousand fucking officers um to commemorate the loss. All right, if, if if it was a dangerous job, I'm sorry, this would like deaths wouldn't be uh, that rare to the point where it, it inspires everyone to, like, uh, make a whole parade out of yeah. it, And to be and, like fair, a show that, of force,
1: that was a dangerous day to be on that street in New York. I'll tell you that. Holy uh,
0: shit. Hey, but it was uh, a fucking safer people in the Bronx. I'll tell you that that was the safest day of their lives. <laughs>
1: but yeah i mean you know just ghoulish that that's how he chose to frame it by the way that tells you everything you need to know about how the democrats are going to approach policing biden then followed that up by letting people know that he knows what works when it comes to crime and keep in mind biden is the guy who's written every awful crime bill (laughs) the last you know 40 years (laughs) um if you have a family member who's ever been to prison or you yourself have been to jail or prison Uh, If you are suffering from the effects of having somebody whose job opportunities and things like that have been thoroughly destroyed by, you know, an arrest they had when they were like 18 years old. um, You can thank Joe Biden for that, by the way, like directly, he is pretty Mm -hmm. much directly the guy responsible for that. Um, So expect more, more of the same. Right. Uh, And then my favorite part where he promised to increase funding by just yelling, Fund, 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 fund the police. Fund. Stand innovation from Democrats.
0: They loved it. It was like, so, everyone's saying we gotta defund the police. I say fund the police. Fund yep. them.
1: So all those fantasies people had about Trump creating his own, like, police Gestapo or whatever, as if that doesn't already exist. Uh, just know the Democrats are the ones who are going to give it to you, you know? Um, just as they always have. I mean, the, all the big, like, you know... The big push in one, jailing people, the prison boom itself, and the rapid expansion of America's police army was all done under Clinton. <laughs> I mean, you know, with Senator Joe Biden's help, obviously. But
0: yeah, but um, expect more of the same. Uh, excuse me, sir, but that 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 was practical. Uh, if you <laughs> know, when Bush took it over, it was like really nineteen eighty four vibes. You know, it was yeah. it was Orwellian. Exactly. Uh, in a way.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden what was a cool and awesome under Clinton became Orwellian <laughs> under Bush. And then cool and awesome again under Obama. Er, yeah, Obama. Yeah. And then Orwellian and then Gestapo under Trump.
0: Orwellian and, uh, under Trump. Under, I mean, under cool Trump. And awesome again. Almost yeah. as if
1: the policies never change, but what team is there doing yeah, the exact yeah. same policy <laughs> that the previous team did uh, affects how people feel about it. But anyways. Hmm. So he uh, then Basically uh, just threw out Some dumb shit about gun control which of course Is I'm never gonna do uh, But I, I did make a note this one was kind of Funny just because uh, this is where you got the Audible booing for the first time Amazing uh, Yeah which I mean again This is all just for the This is for the rooms here
0: like, For the, both of the, the rooms this is like yeah. For Bi- like benefits yeah. Biden It benefits the geo it's a mutually yeah. Beneficial yeah. deal um for like that little like WWE style um you know yeah. plot to take place
1: this is like a band you know coming in and being like i love seattle or whatever that's for the rubes they don't love you that's why they don't live here the no. rich they could live here if they wanted to yeah and like, like they, they, when you when you go to a
0: concert to. At, you, you understand this when you go to a concert at the tacoma dome and they're like tacoma put your yeah. hands up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just to get the rooms whipped up right yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so, some roadie had to remind some roadie's job is very specifically to remind them like what who town knows about tacoma you, like, <laughs>
0: like <I mean.
2: laughs>
1: before they walk out um by the way very funny uh i can't i'm totally forgetting now at one point during the iraq war is he the dick cheney or donna it had to have been dick cheney dick cheney gave a speech in lubbock texas
0: Oh my and, god. And
1: told this is when I was in college, and told the Rubes and Lubbock that Lubbock was like the heartbeat of America and that's why I <laughs> wanted to be there. And they were so happy about that for like months afterwards so they like dick cheney said were important it was like dick cheney went to another town after that and gave the exact literally word for word speech right you know like they're like he said you know, put your hands up to coma
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: literally i was like
0: dick cheney he probably he always f- loves touring here he <laughs> always loves it when he gets to tour here exactly so um
1: Oh, so we went from you know, goddamn gun control to voting laws, which again, he just like some, you know, no plan or anything like that. He was just like, oh, we should probably do something about like voting rights. And it's like, well, you guys are in power. And honestly, <laughs> if you don't do anything about it, you'll probably never be in power again. So, you yeah. should prob- I agree. You probably should have done that last year and did nothing. So, yeah, uh, see where that. Well, now going. I'm
0: convinced that they won't really do anything if they if that means that they'll never be in power again.
1: Yeah, I, know,
0: I just <laughs> want you over the side. That this has never yeah. happened.
1: The, and again, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, but people have been talking about needing to do something about voting rights since fucking Reagan, actually. Reagan, you know, had a big push to close like polling stations and black neighborhoods and things like that. And there's been a big push, that. Democrats have to do something. They're going to have to strengthen the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, uh, both of which, by the way, the Democrats let the Supreme Court completely gut and have done nothing about. And mm. uh, it, it's probably, I mean, it, for people looking for reasons why Trump got elected, if you want to look at the, just the actual X's and O's of the vote, uh, voter suppression at the polls is 100% how Trump got elected. Like, yeah. you know, if you take that away in a place like he doesn't win Wisconsin, if the Democrats hadn't let the state of Wisconsin essentially engage in massive like voter suppression, and you know again, don't let Democrats off the hook. They let this happen every yep. step of the way. Uh, he then went on to talk about his Supreme Court nominee, and I mean, who cares? The Democrats have lost the court permanently. Um yeah. You know, uh, in the words of uh, Obama's, uh, you know, close political advisor. Uh, fuck the court. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know
1: that has come to, to fruition. But I did. Yeah, think that it aged well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did think it was really funny. Did you notice that he made a really big point that his nominee, that she came from a family of, because she was
0: a cop, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. that
1: she had been endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police previously. Oh, that was God. hilarious.
0: Look, let you know where this
1: is all going.
0: She's black. All right. But um, don't let
1: don't let that get
2: get you confused
0: <laughs> before you say anything before you kind of get a little tense, remember <laughs> she's also a cop from a cop <laughs> family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just incredible. Um yeah,
1: and who cares? I'm not looking into this uh, nominee. Uh, I don't care. Honest. Yeah, us, she's probably not even getting through because, like, Republicans have figured out that you, like, li- you literally could just tell the Democrats, "Uh, no, you can't actually have your Supreme Court nominee. And the Democrats just go, oh, sorry, oh, and just okay.
0: give up. Yeah, All like, right. Like, I guess Mewak Gwodlin can't be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny fucking career Merrick Garland has. Imagine, like, having the vice president of the guy uh, who nominated you and the guy who, like, got stonewalled and, like, turned into, like, basically, like, this, like, martyr and then, uh, when the VP becomes president, like that same VP, and he has a chance to nominate you, like with yeah. an actual Democratic majority. He's like, uh, no, yeah. pass. Yeah, pass. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Merrick Garland thing was always so funny, too, because it was, again, one of those awesome, like Obama, like, you know, seven dimensional chess moves of like, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll nominate a Republican that Republicans yeah. love and they'll have yeah. to vote for him. And then I was like, no, we don't. And then, uh, no, went, oh. actually, no. And instead of, like, actually pushing for him or anything, Obama just went, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> and just, yeah. like, sulked back. And-
0: mm, well, this guy is a Republican, so by your own yeah. logic, you would actually be voting against your own interests, sir.
1: Yeah. And basically, when the Republicans just made a fart noise, he was like well i guess there's nothing i could do i did my
0: best i guess <laughs> I like mess. calling them hypocrites really just yeah. didn't do the damage that i thought it was gonna do <laughs> he just looked at old merrick and was like oh oh sorry and just walked mm-hmm.
1: away tr- shrugged
0: <laughs> yeah, better luck next time kid <laughs>
1: um but yeah, I mean, you know, endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police, that sh- that should tell you, I mean, what's the difference between this woman and a Republican, honestly, so who cares? Uh, mm. Immigration, this I actually thought was really interesting. So he, again, gave a very Trumpy, I mean, this is coming up again and again, this is all very Trumpian because this is literally just what everybody says in the State of the Union. But when he said we must secure our borders, <laughs> huge standing ovation. It was the biggest ovation of the... Uh, of the red meat section. I thought like it got a big applause line. It's
0: like it banged. Yeah. But I'm I, just, I'm just interesting that like, he just didn't say the other eight words.
1: We need a counter for 14 words jokes on this show. <laughs> By the way, we've, we've had a lot. Um,
0: but, uh, but, yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian almost like spit out his LaCroix <laughs> onto his computer.
1: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, huge state innovation, which again, I mean, it not just speaks to what you should expect immigration policy-wise from Biden. It speaks to what Biden has done which has been way more aggressive in deportations than Trump was. He actually continued to use Trump's Title 42 provision that allows, you know, under COVID restrictions, allows asylum seekers to be denied entry at the U.S. border, which technically, under international law, the U.S. is supposed to be, like, at least giving a hearing for asylum seekers. Now, in the nineties we changed that to instead of a judicial hearing, it's literally the border agent has to you your a your hearing. <laughs> no. is you can tell no. the border agent your struggle and the border agent can be like, nah. <laughs>
0: nah
1: <laughs> which is incredible. But,
0: that is but, insane. But
1: Title 42 takes away even that, right? Like that at this point the like the second you talk they could just stick their fucking gun butt in your face right
0: yeah I and mean, they got tired of like the whole like process of i guess having a semblance of getting a fair <laughs> pretending trial to have listened. pretending <laughs> it's just like such a waste of everyone's time yeah. to do that they're like can we please just like stop this pony show
1: yeah so i mean you know just total bullshit theater or whatever i mean honestly this isn't even theater they're just telling you what they're gonna do which i mean this yeah. is the one part of the red meat section you can 100 count on along with hey, f- extra funding for the police Brian, uh, do,
0: do we do we care about kids in cages anymore
1: <laughs> i know it's so funny how quickly that remember that phrase off. i know and when you, when you tell people now like it's so funny so the kids in cages the evolution of that was that um obama was like imprisoning families at the border and you know various immigration rights groups had essentially uh taken you know had created a court case around this right and there was an injunction coming down basically telling about they had to do something about the prison conditions at the border so the geniuses of the fucking obama administration said we'll just you know we'll just kind of separate everybody out right? Because Mm -hmm. if it says, like, having people in these cells together is bad, then we'll just move them into different cells, right? But this was right when Obama was leaving office. So Trump came in and just, they continued it. And they're like, yeah, like, put the kids in a separate prison, right? And then put the parents over here. Now the court case has changed, right? So whatever previous thing they thought was going to come down the pike, you know, from the judge, doesn't fucking matter anymore. Immigration attorney's got to come up with a new fucking case, right? Mm -hmm. This This is the majesty of the law, right? And so basically what happened is, is again, I mean, not that the Democrats did anything. A judge said, hey, it's cruel and unusual to, like, separate children from families and put them, you know, in, in child cages. <laughs> and so what Biden did is literally just say, oh, if that's the case, then put the parents back in the cage with them.
0: Yeah, there and you so- go.
1: And so, and the funny part about this, this this is literally just how immigration law happens, is it's this little, like, three-card Monty trick that happens <laughs> between immigration lawyers and, like, immigration system where you never get anywhere, right? But, and things just keep getting worse. But, uh, hilariously, it, when you bring this up to some super libs, they'll tell you, they'll they'll tell you without blinking eye, they'll be like, the kids aren't in cages anymore. They've been reunited with their families. And then when you say in the cages, they'll be like, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I mean like, when you talk yeah, about things I, I, being uh, marginally <laughs> better, I mean this is the definition of marginally better. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> they were horrified that like the kids were having like recess in a geo group facility yeah. uh without parental supervision. they're drinking toilet water without their parents like feeding it to them
1: yeah it's it's better if mom dad and child are drinking the toilet water together in the (laughs) gym facility like if they're if they're getting raped by guards together that's actually the better solution and it just has never occurred to them that maybe the cages shouldn't exist in the first place right yeah and (laughs) and of course i mean i think that giant applause line and stuff over again biden full-hearted you know full-heartedly and throatedly you know basically saying we're doing trump's immigration policy but better uh you know i think that shows that they they the cages are staying baby <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh which gets us to this other thing that democrats don't give a shit about which is uh abortion and it just made me oh, laugh oh they never when gave said, a uh, fuck
0: about that
1: yeah we must protect women's right to choose and it's like well you've done a bang up job so far so <laughs> you know, yeah yeah mm. is another one of those things i kind of hate to say and it's like when we did the thing about Ukraine and it's like the one thing people should get in their heads right now is that Ukraine's never gonna be an independent country, so just fucking give up on that.
2: Yeah. Uh please the abortion drop battle's it. lost.
1: Yeah, the abortion battle's lost in America. I'm sorry. Until so you have some significant change in who holds power in this country, and that doesn't mean elect Democrats. That means get rid of both of these rotten parties. Damn it!
0: I was it's, gonna it's campaign for Beto's Senate run.
1: <laughs> toe curl for the toe curling party. Yeah, <laughs> the really, really, calf cramping party. The calf cramping party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and
1: the reason why you know abortion rights is done is that if you happen to have lived anywhere that isn't a wealthy city of coastal elites. Uh, you'll know that women have not had access to abortion for decades now. Um yeah, in Texas, like you know, if you're broke, you know you're you're fucked. like you you sorry, it's just not <laughs> happening for you, you know, and so that that was a right that was gone a long time ago. Now, it, some upper middle class, you know, libs or whatever have finally come to the conclusion that this might impact them. Uh, yeah. And have started to panic uh, when it was fucking over poor people none of them cared all that much. Mm-hmm. But even they're gonna they're gonna stop caring once they realize that they could just fly somewhere and get it done.
0: Oh yeah, and it's like it's oh, it's always wait.
1: been in the U.S.
0: Yeah, wait, oh, okay, wait. Planned Parenthood is gonna be over. Um, ah, uh, but you know, we could go up to Canada and maybe get one if we pay a like you know flat fee or something. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna fucking affect that much, or at least. Provide some, it is going to provide some sort of loophole for upper middle class white women. I'm sorry, yeah. but like they're yeah, yeah. the, like Roe v. Wade being overturned, uh, is is gonna make it uh slightly more inconvenient. Um, it's, but
1: yeah, it's, it's happened. I'm, I'm sorry, in this country, it's already happened and all but it now.
0: happened yeah. decades ago,
1: so. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're way past the stage of protecting the right. That that Yeah, you're not off. protecting
0: women's rights. Like, come on, get out of here.
1: Yeah, don't worry. If you're rich, you'll still have it. You're fine. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, the next one that they then pivoted to and his uh, list of things he's never going to do was he talked about LGBTQ rights. And I hilariously, he he basically said, I'll always protect transgender rights, which laughable at best. But notably, no mention of texas or florida
0: uh weird considering like something else that really big happened in texas and florida what basically was like we can literally send like the gestapo after you if you like have a child who like decides to be transgender (laughs) like um okay you know (laughs) like that's something that happened maybe like a week before this address happened yeah, you would think that someone in politics might uh, make a point to <laughs> call that out.
1: And, and I'm sorry, the whole reason that line is in the speech is because of what happened in Texas and Florida. And the reason why he didn't bring Texas or Florida up is he didn't want anybody to think he was actually going to do anything about it, right? Because if you if you're to bring it up, then there might be an expectation that the Biden administration would I don't know push the Justice Department or somebody to act and. He just wants to be very clear that while well, you know he's he's always going to protect transgender rights, uh, don't expect it anytime soon if you live in Texas or Florida. Okay, uh, there you're on your own. A ghoulish speech that let's let's go ahead and finish this out. Finishes with mm-hmm. we'll finish on a funny note here, which is uh, his big closing argument was that he's going to create a an unity agenda for the nation. Oh, thank and God!
0: Another, I've, been, I've been wanted this.
1: Another four point listicle from from biden uh about his his big agenda presumably for the next uh three years or whatever uh point number one (laughs) beat the opioid epidemic um yeah good luck buddy uh okay not not doing anything to beat it but just 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 beat it it. yeah just like michael jackson said Mm -hmm. um he did slip in a mention when he brought up the opioid epidemic that they're going to restart the drug war. yeah i i noticed that too
0: what the hell was that dude what the
1: fuck i I would fully expect that a ramp up in federal prosecutions on drug crimes i i I don't think there's any other way to read his tough on crime talk other than we're doing drug war shit again yeah uh he then took a hilarious right turn from oh my god from from again if you're bullet pointing this beat the opioid epidemic was bullet point one and it's like don't worry that's a very simple issue that should be easily resolvable
0: yeah right
1: um and then let's take on mental health that's all said let's take on mental <laughs> health and then follow then would follow that up by saying by reopening schools
0: yeah um you uh I know exactly who this is directed to This is literally directed to like uh, Upper middle class parents Who are working from home and like hate uh, <laughs> the Their kids, kids. <laughs> They hate how their kids Climb over them during their work calls They hate that they have to just kind of like Be around them and not pay someone to like op- Like raise them You know Yeah. Um, It's really grinding their gears that they can't just like Take them to school Then like have them uh, school bus to daycare uh, Daycare um mom maybe picks them up and like spends some time with them because mom actually kind of you know has a connection with this kid uh, and uh and then put them to bed yeah. <laughs> you know like they're like my mental health has been suffering uh because <laughs> i have to spend time with my fucking kid who i hate <laughs> he did
1: hilariously like tell parents that they should go harass their schools until they open Yeah, become like like
0: those like yeah become the psycho like school board reactionary freaks uh who are like uh who are branded as like trump people and biden's like be more like them
1: yeah i once again showing literally no difference in democratic party and the republican party it's all
0: superstructure baby (sighs)
1: you got it the next (sighs) part of the plank so keep in mind we're beating the opioid epidemic we're taking on mental health and then plank three Support our veterans. Fuck. In this one, I mean, they don't do get a-
0: enough s- cultural support from us. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't go to hockey games and have to literally stand and salute a Vietnam vet uh, whenever like they're around.
1: <laughs> More flyovers at NFL games. Not enough. We we yeah. only had fifteen planes fly over the Super Bowl. How have an entire armada of planes fly over the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean. But the funny part about the supporter veterans thing, and we could have an entire episode just about this alone, was he went into this weird thing about burn pits and on military bases. And now a burn pit is just the military produces a ton of trash. And yeah. instead of disposing it in a remotely responsible way, they just burn it.
0: It's light on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it and it is a horrible environmental catastrophe and it's why the most polluted places on the planet like a huge amount of them are american military bases overseas and at home but largely overseas uh but he goes on this insane diatribe because uh, he had to bring up his dead son i mean it wouldn't be a biden speech without mm-hmm. mentioning the fact that he's, his son has died
0: by the way and you wish that he's alive instead of hunter biden that's the yeah. subtext of that speech yeah
1: poor hunter i'm, I'm gonna go and say if we're gonna do legal reform i want a statute of limitations put up on bringing up your dead son <laughs>
0: all right yeah i, I agree <laughs> Like, (laughs) ACAB and, like, fuck the criminal punishment system, but uh, if we do reform, like, that should definitely be one of them. You can't play the dead set card for that long.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, there's a limit. Um, He floats an idea that I've never heard him float before, which is that his son might have gotten cancer from exposure to these burn pits in Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever his son was. And this, to me felt like the one part of this entire speech that biden personally inserted yeah and i think our man has been on some internet sites or somebody's shown him some printed out internet sites <laughs> that are basically like you know pushing you know look everybody's getting cancer from these berm pits and he was like putting his finger on it and being like "Bo." You
2: know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he like
0: looks off into the distance like oh like a fucking anime or something like <laughs> like fucking uh uh who who, who's the guy that keanu Reeves played um oh neo or whatever no not the matrix the new the new one the guy who like shoots everyone
1: oh john wick
0: yeah dude he's like it's like he finally figured out who uh who uh killed john wick's dog and he's <laughs> like just has his sights set
1: yeah yeah and it, it- was the trash and you know friend of the show uh jacob stukov who was on last week right he had a funny tweet about this when the when the thing was going he, i think he might have watched this live yeah, he, yeah. Had a, he had a funny tweet that i thought was appropriate that was along the lines of uh wow these burn pits sound bad i wonder what it must be like for the people who live next to the base <laughs> <Like, they're forced laughs> uh you know cancer rates in iraq you know relative to u.s presence in iraq uh, there's a relationship there but mm. uh you know i know well that sir that's
0: not coming uh, up my name this. is malcolm gladwell and i'm here to tell you that correlation does not necessarily equal causation you see you got it you have to be intelligent and nuanced about these <laughs> things brian
1: uh i learned some malcolm gladwell facts this week but we'll get into that oh. later oh um And then finally, his fourth plank of this very coherent list of planks, End Cancer. So, again, this just shows you how serious this whole thing is. (laughs) He literally just said, well, End Cancer, and it's like,
0: cool. I mean, like, literally, this guy, um, I don't know, I was like, our government, like, turned into just, like, a big non-profit. Like I feel like I'm doing like the um the the relay for life or something where like I'm like uh, every every lap uh is is another donation to end cancer.
1: Yeah, he's doing like uh, like pink ribbon propaganda. What was it? Is it the the Coleman Foundation where the Susan
0: G Coleman? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: always get accused of like stealing the money. Yeah, <laughs> they're the uh sean king of fucking cancer yeah
0: literally <laughs> but um
1: yeah i mean again just a, a fundamentally unserious thing literally just i mean 20 minutes after he basically said we've given up on covid he's like but but we're definitely gonna end cancer and it's like cool i mean totally. end
0: cancer is the same it's, it's uh, it has as much substance as like athletes like big athletes basically or like you know even just like sports organizations just having end racism like on their (laughs) stuff like that is the job for like athletes and like sports organizations to make a statement like that not like the fucking president of the united states like that's like some shit that like f1 drivers will have on their helmet you know
1: (laughs) Well, this is like this is maybe a new Democrat pivot point here, which is that when Bernie brought up like regulating the banks and Hillary was like, what is regulating the banks going to do to end racism? Maybe when people bring up like, you know, hey, we need uh, health care reform or, hey, we need you to pass out like COVID tests because we're in the middle of a massive wave and like 5000 people a day are dying. Uh, Biden will just say, yeah, but what would that do to end cancer?
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so maybe there's a new pivot point here oh all right well that was the state of the union it fucking sucked ass the state of the union is bad folks and it's, getting, it's gonna get worse I hate to tell you that's what that speech was telling you um
0: yeah
1: uh zero stars for me <laughs> It's going give me zero bags of popcorn
0: Yep. Kind- yeah. There's there's no popcorn. There's no Sour Patch Kids. It's uh, yeah. you're, this is me going into a movie theater on an empty stomach, watching like the worst shit ever. Yeah. Like that's that's the rating I give this.
1: Dog shit. Uh, but you know what's not dog shit. Is Big Soy Naturals' new episode? It now correct me if I'm wrong, Munya. This is a Black History Month episode that oh, came yes. out on March 1st, maybe. March it actually,
0: 2nd? actually, buzzer beater, fucking Steph Curry over here uh, came out on February 28th.
1: <laughs> the last possible
0: day. <laughs> the last possible <laughs> day. Snuck it in. Snuck it in. But you know, you laugh and say, "Oh, we like put off this episode for too long, or couldn't like get everyone in one place to do it." Um, that is an objectivist point of view. Okay. We know we need to be artists here and really think about what this episode was about. It was about March Madness and, um, uh, what, what month is after February, March. So actually it was the most opportune time to drop it because it is on black history month technically. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it is, uh, one day away from March. And so people listening to it in March, they're in the season for March Madness. It's
1: good. Oh, damn. The clown is me. But uh, this new episode of Big Story Naturals, which has a lot of guests on it. One of the guests happens to be friend of the show, Munyachiro. And I got to <laughs> say, I listen to it and it fucking rocks. It's funny as shit. Hell yeah. The biracial
0: uh, caucus, you know? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you guys
1: doing A biracial bracket to figure out who is the most problematic. Uh, yeah. Who goes like,
0: into the blender
1: yeah and i don't want to give anything away because people got to listen to it. It, it it was so fucking funny um but yeah great great episode check out big soy naturals yeah we'll put a link in the
0: bottom of this, oh all right? right let's put a link in the bio let's do it yeah no it was really fun recording it i had a lot of a lot of fun um ashlyn producer from eating for free was on it with me too of course cerise uh yeah, you know, Sam. It was it was a really good time, and you know, uh, Stresa's cousin was also on it. And please listen for when I say that there are some, uh, you know, family Easter eggs uh, that oh, are yeah. dropped on that episode.
2: Not
1: to mention, so there's five guests, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But this this was
1: not considered, and I think this should have been considered. Two South African heritage. One, I'm gonna say it, Munya rhodesian heritage
0: oh yeah
1: you had an apartheid caucus
0: we did we did <laughs> but uh, but unfortunately that that um actually would have split the already white mom versus white dad caucus
1: <laughs> a hilarious way to divide the votes by the way <laughs> so everybody check that out that show it was, it was i am it was hilarious, so just check it I'm out. I'm glad you um, enjoyed
0: it, man. Yeah, it's it's a fun listen. Look, yeah. you know, not not everyone likes to listen to their own voice. I happen to love it, but even if <laughs> I didn't, uh, I listened to that whole episode all the way through, and I was laughing uh, at at stuff <laughs> that I already heard and even said. Uh, so it's 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 a fun time. Yeah,
1: you already listened to this overly long episode about the State of the Union. Uh, recover your day and listen yeah, to big literally.
0: It'll, it'll, it'll up the mood,
1: and make sure you're keeping up with ending the myth. I know we didn't have a episode last week, but you know what? Uh, you can't expect things from us, okay? Uh, we Y'all were, were getting
0: too spoiled.
1: Yeah, we were doing. Uh, we we're taking personal time to deal with the issue in Ukraine. You know, yeah. <laughs> we were stuff. tired
0: of living through historical events. Uh, we said
1: <laughs> it definitely had nothing to do with us. Not like, getting our shit together. To just, like, done. dropping That's the
0: ball. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the I was just, just like, forgetting. Dropping. Like, no. just, like, looking at the calendar and being like, being like "Whoops! oh, fuck, wait, Brian, we... Oh, shit. We should have, like, recorded something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But we have a Q&A coming out this week. Make sure mm-hmm. you check it out. We take your cues. you get our A's. And I think it was a great episode. You guys came up with really good questions. So, yeah, that was uh, awesome. You know, even the ones that I'm mean, going to venture, I guess, were maybe not 100% serious. Uh, we took them seriously. We, so. we take all
0: of our questions seriously because we take yeah. you seriously, dear listener.
1: <laughs> you got it. So, make sure to check out Ending the Myth. And, uh, i don't know uh check out uh, other stuff too i guess i don't know who cares whatever yeah,
0: let's go i guess this,
1: this, this has been long enough let's get the fuck yeah. out of here <laughs> all right
0: <laughs>
1: bye everybody
0: bye bad things it's a lot of bad things that they wish and i wish and, and they wish and wish and they and on me bad things it's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish on me. Yeah. Hey, hey. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub.
2: I even got it tatted on me.